Welcome to the Spirit Anointing the Word, the podcast of Highland Church, Jamaica, New York, with Pastor Subash Cherian. We're so glad to have you with us today, and we're excited about God's Word because it gives us strength and hope for each and every day. Let's listen as Pastor Subash shares this powerful message. Thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity to share the Word of the Lord. What a blessing, what a privilege it is to just share from my heart today. And I pray that each of us would receive, not from me, but from the Spirit of the Lord, what each of us needs today. Because God is here to speak. Amen. And we know that he spoke through a donkey. Amen. So it's not about the vessel, but it's about the Holy Spirit that works in each of us. Amen. So my prayer today is that wherever you are and however you feel on Mother's Day, because Mother's Day is not a happy day for everybody, but wherever you are right now, I pray that the Lord would meet you right there and pour the oil of joy and the oil of gladness into your soul, that no matter what you may have come in thinking about today, or maybe a regret or a memory I pray that all of that would just fall under the blood of Jesus right now and that God would pour out healing into your soul, that God would strengthen what is already strong, but also heal what is broken. Amen. Father, we thank you that you are the best parent we could ever have. You are the example and the source of all life. And we look to you today to strengthen our mothers, to strengthen every son, every daughter, every spiritual mom, Father, every auntie, everyone that has stepped into the role of a mom. We ask, oh God, that you would pour out the oil of joy where there is sadness, oh God, that you would pour out strength where there is weakness, and that where there is already strength, God, it would be multiplied and replenished in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for every mother near and father and far from us, oh God. Those that have gone to be with the Lord, those that are yet here in the land of the living, for all we give you thanks, oh God. And we ask you right now to have your way in our lives. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen and amen. Hallelujah. First of all, just want to wish a happy and blessed Mother's Day to all the mothers, all the grandmothers, the aunties, and the spiritual moms. Amen. You know, Esther was raised by her cousin who was a man, but he did a wonderful job too. You should read about it sometime. Amen. There are are many ways to mentor, to mother, to bring up a child in the way that they should go. But one thing that is an absolute necessity is to have the word of God in you, amen, and to have the spirit of God living in you in order to do that. And none of us are perfect. The perfect mother does not exist. Sometimes we read Proverbs 31 and we say, you know, I could never measure up to that. But just look at it line by line, and you will find that there are little things that you're doing in your life each and every day. You might not be considering a field and buying it, but you might be making financial decisions. You might not be clothed in scarlet, but you are doing the best you can for yourself and for your family. Amen? So take it as guidelines. Amen? Not as absolutes, not as a measuring stick. Amen? But look 
to that and look to the examples in the word. We heard a beautiful message this morning from Sister Yannick Andre about the, the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus, the things that she faced, the adversity that she faced and overcame, and her faith and her trust, even in raising her other children, which we don't often think about, that all of them came to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, because you know they were doubting at one point, we read in the word, but eventually through the ministry of the Holy Spirit to their lives, but also, I am sure, through the impartation of their mother's faith, they were also led to faith. Mothers, you have a role that no one else can fill. You have not only the role of bringing substance and food in the physical to your family, the clothing, the shelter, and all those things that we know are very necessary, but you also have the responsibility to bring that spiritual guidance, to bring that, that word of correction, that word of encouragement and strength to your child, amen? Because don't forget they are not going to get it in school. They're not going to get it often from their friends and their peers. And, and there are adults in their lives that will not be wanting to lead them in the ways of the Lord. So moms, we have to now more than ever make sure that the word of the Lord is planted deep in the hearts of our children because when those seeds are planted, they will sprout. Amen. In due season, they will come up. The word of God tells us, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Does that mean there will never be bumps in the road? Does that mean they'll never stray? Absolutely not. Does that mean you won't have sleepless nights and tearful nights? No, it does not mean that. But what it means is that you can stand on the word of the Lord as you continue to pray. Amen. Continue to just move forward. If you've made mistakes, ask your child for forgiveness. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you real. It makes you human. Amen. If you need to move forward from something in a relationship with your child, do it as God leads. Amen. You know, there are so many ways that we look at mothers, but we need to realize that first and foremost, mothers are a gift from God. Amen. We, have, we are all here because we had a mother, each and every one of us. They may have been wealthy. They may have been poor. They may have been well-educated. They may have been less educated, but they are the person that God chose to bring us into the world. And for that alone, if nothing else, we need to give them honor. Amen. Just think about your mom right now and just take a moment to thank God for her. Whether she's living, whether she's in this country or in another country, just take a moment right now. Look up to heaven and say, thank you, Lord, for my mother. Thank you that you chose someone to create me. Amen. Now, moms, you did not create. God is the creator. You were the vessel. Amen. And we give God his due honor as well. But we know that he has chosen and ordained to create human life through mothers. Amen. And for that, we need to give him thanks. Amen. He calls us to pray for our children. He calls us to intercede. He calls us to do battle. Amen. 
and it's not easy. From the moment they're born, there are those sleepless nights. Amen. You're getting up to feed them. You're getting up to take care of them when they are helpless. Think about, you know, God could have just, he, he could just poof everybody into adulthood. No, but he chose to make that process of childhood. Amen birth and infancy and growth and development through all those phases. And we see that in the spiritual life as well. Even in Christ, we are born again. And we're not born knowing everything. We still need a family around us in Christ. Amen. And wherever you are, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are not supposed to be a lone ranger. You're not supposed to be trying to figure every, everything out on your own. Amen. It's not just me and the Lord. It's me, the Lord, and my community in Christ. God has ordained that as well in the form of the church. And just as mothers are not perfect, the church is not perfect. But that does not mean that we throw out the baby with the bath water. We still need the community of the saints. Amen. Even though some of them might get on our nerves, even though some of us might not agree on certain things. We are still a family in Christ. Amen. And we need to respect our spiritual mothers as well because they have been down this road. Sister Yannick said this morning, children, not only that in the natural, but in the spiritual, respect your mothers because they may not know everything, but they know more than you do. Amen. They have been through a lot of the same things. No two human beings have exactly the same experience. But don't discount your mothers. Don't disrespect them because they have been through life as well. Amen. And they have lived to tell the tale. Amen. And they love you. And they put up with your stuff too. Amen. Sometimes we think that everybody else is the problem. Did you know that? Yeah. We think that everyone else is the one that has the issue, and we forget that we ourselves are imperfect. There are things that we say, things that we do, amen, that other people have to bear with. So let's be a little more patient. Let's be a little more forgiving. Let's be a little more understanding. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Mothers, you're a gift from God. Like Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus, you have submitted to God's plan for your life. And you know, Sister Yannick talked this morning about how sometimes children come into the world and we think it's not the best of circumstances. However, that child is still fearfully and wonderfully made. That child is still a creation of Almighty God, worthy of love, worthy of the same care as the child of a natural king. Amen? Every child that God sends into this world is of infinite and unique value. And just as children need to value and honor their mothers, mothers, you need to value your children. They're not an accident. They're not a mistake. You may have felt like you weren't ready, but they are not a mistake. And don't treat them like one. Don't ever say to your child, I wish you had never been born. Don't ever say that. And if you have, repent. They may be getting on your last nerve. They may be doing all sorts of stuff. But you know, God has told us, 
Amen. That children are a gift from the Lord as well. They are an inheritance from the Lord. And sometimes there's just, we, just our attitude just needs to shift. If there's strife in your home, take a look at the attitudes that are flying around. And take authority in Jesus' name. If things are not, if things are not harmonious, if things are a struggle at home, because the enemy is attacking your family. No matter where you're at, no matter if you feel successful or unsuccessful, the enemy is busy at work and you need to stand against the wiles of the devil. Moms, you need the whole armor of God now more than ever. Hallelujah. You cannot walk out unprepared into battle. Amen. You need your helmet on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You need your thoughts straight. Amen. You need your mind uncluttered. Amen. You need that breastplate. You need your heart whole. Amen. You need your shoes on. Amen. Ready to walk. Motherhood is not about sentimentality. The love of a mother is not a sentimental love. It's an in-the-trenches love. It's a get up at three in the morning when you don't feel like it love. It's a lay on the floor in their bedroom when they're sick love. Amen. It's a drag them out to the doctor when you need to love. It's a go down to the school when things are not right love. Hallelujah. It's a check their homework love. Amen. It's a know who they're hanging out with love. Hallelujah. It's a making sure they have nutritious food love. It's all about action. You read about the mothers in the Bible, you hear a little bit about what they were thinking. We know that Mary pondered in her heart, amen, because it was such an unprecedented thing. How could a virgin have a child? Yes, of course she would ponder, but we don't read much more about what she thought, but we read about what she did. And we read about other mothers, what they did, amen. Mary said yes to the Lord. You know she could have said no. And how often have we said no to the Lord? How often have we said no? Think of the blessings. Think of what could have come forth sometimes if we were just obedient. Amen? Obedience. Mary was obedient. She submitted. She said, I am the Lord's servant. Luke 1.38, may your word to me be fulfilled. What has the Lord said to you, moms? What has he told you? What has he told you to do regarding your children? Amen. What instructions has he given you? Follow them. Obey them. Like Jochebed, the mother of Moses. Moms, you have protected us. A mother protects her children. There's physical protection. You need to hold their hand when they're in the street when they're little. You can't let them run halfway down the block. And if they give you a hard time, you stand firm. Because, I mean, I was driving one day, this was some years ago, driving in my neighborhood. This little kid, couldn't have been more than three years old, walked out in the street right in front of me. And there was the mother halfway down the block. And I said to myself, what is she thinking? 
Maybe the child didn't want to hold her hand, but it's not up to them at that point. Amen? There's some choices that children should not have. Amen? There are some things that are not negotiable, like seatbelts. Amen? We know that Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born. Now, that would have been hard to do because I'm sure he cried once in a while. Amen? They were trying to round up all the Hebrew baby boys to kill them. Amen? And this, we, we, we read a few instances like this in the word of God. But Moses' parents said, you know what? We're going to protect our child. And then they did a most unlikely thing to protect him. They put him in a basket and put him in the Nile River where there were crocodiles. But they did it by faith. A lot of us are sending our kids, not by choice, but because this is the world we live in, they are going into a river full of crocodiles. Sometimes it's the school. Sometimes it's other situations where there are dangers that we don't even know about. But we send them forth, but we do it by faith. We trust God to cover them. Remember Hannah, she sent Samuel, amen, to live with Eli the priest, even though everybody knew that he and his family were corrupt. Everybody knew it. But God told her to do that. God told her to release him. Amen. We read in 1 Samuel 127. This is what Hannah said. She said, I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord. Have you given your children to the Lord? Have you trusted the Lord? Or are you holding on to them? Amen. They don't really belong to us. They are lent to us. They belong to God. He sent them to us. He has entrusted them to us, but we need to entrust them back to him. Amen. He's the only one that can draw them to himself by the Holy Spirit. We can teach them. We can guide them. We can show them the example. But ultimately, they need to have their own relationship with the Lord. And that comes through faith in Jesus Christ for themselves. It's not through any ritual. It's not even through anything that we can do. It is only as they trust in Jesus Christ. You know, we talked about the Proverbs 31 woman, but she was a woman of wisdom. It says she opens her mouth with wisdom. Amen. And faithful instruction is on her tongue. Think about what you're saying to your kids. Are you consistent? Is, the, is, there, is there, even in your correction, is, is there words of guidance? Because sometimes, you know, we tell them what they're doing wrong, but we don't, we don't tell them how to fix it. We need to help them in that area as well. Amen? We need to say, okay, this is what happened. How, and, and sometimes involve them too, you know? How are we going to work on this so this happens differently next time. Amen? Children need, as they grow, to assume more responsibility for their own behavior. 
Amen? Because we're putting the word into them, but eventually it's got to bring up some fruit. Amen? And they have to begin acting on the word themselves. We can't always do it for them. We remember that Job always prayed for his children, and he would ask for forgiveness on behalf of his kids. And I know that he did it as a father and with the best of intentions, but don't you think that once they were adults, they needed to go to the Lord themselves and ask him for forgiveness themselves? Amen. God has no grandchildren. Amen. We, cannot, we, we can only carry them so far spiritually. Eventually, they've got to pick it up on their own. Amen? They've got to have their own walk. My mother is a gift from God. Amen? That's my mom right there. Your mother is a gift from God. Wherever you are. Let me tell you what my mom gave me. She taught me the importance of knowing God. She came to the Lord. My, fam I, uh, my family was not one of those families that was, you know, born again for generations. My mom was led to the Lord actually by my father's parents, and they also were first generation believers. And they took very seriously the commandment to make disciples. They came to the Lord as, an adult, as adults. But what they did was they thought it was very important to minister to their daughter-in-law. And early in her marriage to my dad, they led her to Christ. And she, in turn, took very seriously the importance of leading her children to Christ. She prayed and read the Bible with me and my sister. She took us to church, and she introduced us to the Lord. And I thank God for her. Because I might never have known Jesus if it hadn't been for my mom. She started me young. She started me early in Sunday school with the little songs and all of that. But more so, we learned about the necessity of being born again. She trained me up in the way that I should go. Were there bumps in the road? Absolutely. But she trained me up. She taught me the importance of education. She taught me to read. And she instilled a love of learning in me. And she also set an example for me by going back to college and by earning excellent grades while she was raising two small daughters. My sister was about maybe between one and two years old when my mom went back to college. I was about seven. She can correct the numbers. My math might be a little fuzzy, but we were young, is my point. And she went to school. She arranged her hours so that she could get me off to school, she would go into the city, long commute, take her classes, commute back, get home, time for me to be out of school. My sister had a babysitter for a few hours during the day, and she made it happen. She did her homework at night, 
and still managed to keep us clothed and fed and in our right minds. Amen. Proverbs 18:15 says, "The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out." If you are discerning, you should be wanting to grow in knowledge. Complacency is a curse. Amen. It, it keeps you stuck. Amen. I was talking to, to a sister yesterday. There was, um, you know, talking about going back to school and how she had regretted not doing certain things when she was younger. And I said, today is a new day. You know, just, just start from today. The past is gone. If you desire, if God is putting something in your heart, whether you are, you know, at a young stage or, an, or a little more seasoned stage, it's an example to your kids when they see you pressing forward. Amen. They'll know, you know, I can do this too. I kind of did the same thing. I, I was older than my mom when I went back to school. But it was... It was a pattern that eventually repeated itself, and I thank God for that as well. My mom taught me the virtues of perseverance and commitment. She fought through the pain of divorce, and she held it together as a single mom with a rebellious teenager, that was me, and a special needs child, my sister, while maintaining a successful teaching career. 2 Timothy 4.5 says, But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Or do your work. Amen? Does it mean she didn't cry? No. She did. But she got it done. I think my mom didn't realize how strong she was a lot of the time. But she was and is a mighty and strong woman of God. And I thank God for her example. My mom taught me responsibility. She worked and was the sole provider for my family after my parents' divorce. Now, many of you find yourself in that situation. You may have been there. You may be there today. I want to tell you that God is looking upon you. Remember, amen, remember that Hagar was sent forth with Ishmael from the house of, of Abraham. Sarah threw her out. Amen? Said, bye. And she had a young son, no means of support, but God raised a nation. He looked upon her. If you have been cast out, if you have been abandoned, God has not abandoned you. If you have been rejected, God has not rejected you. God accepts you. He loves you. And he has a purpose for you. If you've been widowed, God has a purpose for you. Amen. If, if, if the father of your child ran out before that child was even born, God has a purpose for you. And you are no less. He loves you, and he loves your child, and he has a purpose for both of you. 
My mom teaches me and taught me, she still does, she's still teaching me stuff, the importance of faith in action. My mom is a woman of faith. She's a woman of prayer. She has gotten through illnesses that, that would have taken people out. She had Legionnaire's disease. I don't think she mind me telling that. And even in her time of unconsciousness, she told me she was praying. She remembered it. And she was taking authority and telling the devil he was not going to have her. Amen. You need to speak to the mountains in your life. Speak to the mountains. Take authority in the name of Jesus when the enemy comes in like a flood and your body is too weak to stand or even breathe on its own. The spirit of God is still able to work in you. He is still able, hallelujah, to intercede in you and through you and give you victory. Amen. She's been through surgery. She's been through stuff. And still standing. Amen. And still giving God praise. Thank you, Lord. The woman in Matthew 9, chapter 9, verse 21, said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. All you need to do is touch the hem of his garment. Amen. And you will be healed. Call upon the Lord in your time of stress. When things look like they're never going to change, call upon him. Amen. Mothers are by nature givers. Amen. And where does that nature come from? It comes from God because God is a giver. Can you say amen? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The word of God tells us that he will not withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. God is not stingy. Amen. He's not a bean counter. Amen. And one thing he wants us to do is be givers. Amen. Because the word of God does tell us that whoever reaps, pardon me, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. That's simply a law. Amen. It's a spiritual law. And whoever sows generously will reap generously. That's a law too. And that goes for our giving, our tithing, our offering, our giving to others, our giving of our time, our giving of what God has placed within us to give. You may have an area of expertise that you can share with somebody. You may have something, a, a key that will help them with a dilemma that they're facing. Be generous with your knowledge. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your love. Amen. Give and it will come back to you. Press down, shaken together and running over. Amen. My mom is a giver. Amen. Sometimes they say that you can, uh, you can tell somebody's spirituality by their checkbook, right, Pastor? If y'all saw my mom's checkbook, you'd know she's a giver. She loves the Lord. Amen. We are supposed to provide for our children. We're supposed to do everything we can for them with the means available to us. 
And again, some of us have more money than others. But we all need to seek God to be our provider and then do with what he has entrusted with us the best that we can for our children. Amen? But children need more than food, clothing, and shelter. Can you say amen? Children need role models, especially today, because they are hearing so much nonsense, amen, from their peers. They're hearing nonsense from a lot of adults. They're seeing nonsense in media, nonsense on social media, and et cetera, et cetera. They need the word of the Lord. They need common sense guidance. Amen. They need to learn how to manage their finances. They need to learn how to succeed in school and balance and budget their time as well. Amen. They need to learn how to wash their clothes and cook and clean. Amen. Yes, they do. Because eventually they're going to have to do it on their own. Amen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11:1, 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Amen. Now you might think that's kind of a, a, a bold and maybe slightly arrogant statement, but think about it. If, for him to say that, he had to be secure in who he was in Christ. Amen. I don't think he was being cocky. I think he was saying, you know what? I'm sold out. I'm sold out to the Lord. Be sold out also. Amen. Sometimes, you know, we, we, we again, we, we just want to go direct to Jesus. But God has placed people in our lives. Amen. To assist us along the way. Why? Because he wants to break that Lone Ranger mentality. Amen. We cannot succeed as a body of Christ. If we are all saying, I listen to God, not man. Yes, we are to obey God if someone is telling us to do something that we know is contrary to the word of God. That is true. But if our leader is telling us, and our leader is a godly leader, and we simply don't agree with what they're saying, and then we use it as an excuse, then that's a whole nother situation. Amen? And sometimes we make excuses when we don't want to obey. And they're not valid excuses. The Bible says, children, obey your parents. Yes, that does presuppose that they are giving you God, godly directives. It does not presuppose that they're perfect. And it doesn't give you a whole bag of excuses. We need to know what the word of God says about every aspect of life because there is something either general or specific in the word of God that covers everything. Does it tell you you should brush your teeth? No, not in so many words. But we know that the word of God tells us that, that it, is, it is natural for people to care for their own bodies. And we need to do that. We need to teach our kids to do that. And that's what we do in there little. We, we have the hygiene talks and all of that, right? But as they grow, those disciplines need to go from being outside 
to inside. And that's our goal. Our goal is, is to raise children that discipline themselves. That's the goal of discipline. It's training. It's not, it's not punishment. It's not beat you on the head. It's not I'm waiting for you to mess up. It is I'm teaching you so that you can be independent and a successful adult. And in turn, someday you can raise successful children. That's the goal. Children need to see the adults in their lives honoring God with worship, time, and resources. If they don't see you worshiping, they will not think it's important to worship. If they don't see you praying, they will not think it's important to pray. If they don't see you giving, they will not think it's important to give. We need to honor God not just with our lips, but with our actions, with our substance, with our time. How much you want them to be involved and effective in the kingdom of the Lord will depend to a good degree on how involved and effective you are. If you're content to sit on the sidelines and let the pastor do it, and let the, the people that you see all the time and you assume that, oh, they don't need me. No, that's not true. We do need you. There are many hands, many hearts needed to make things work in the body of, the Christ, body of Christ at the local level and also at the larger level. Amen? Everybody needs to get involved. Everybody needs to... Join with others in prayer. Join with others in evangelizing. Join in the various ministry things that need to be done. Amen. Even taking care of the physical house of the Lord. Amen. They need to see the adults in their lives loving and respecting one another. It's really bad when people in the home, when the doors are closed, all of a sudden... All the glo gloves come off and, and the fangs come out. And they say things they would never say in front of other people because, you know, out there you got to keep up appearances. But how do we talk to each other at home? How do we talk to each other when we're tired? How do we talk to each other when things are not going right? We all know how to behave at work, right? We all know how to behave you know, when, when other people are watching. But remember that God is watching. And remember that your children are watching. There are certain disagreements and conversations adults should not have in front of children. Amen? Sometimes we call it being honest, but sometimes we're too honest. And sometimes we are burdening them with cares and concerns that are adult cares and concerns. We need to let our kids be kids. We need to teach them responsibility that is age appropriate, yes, but we, know, we don't need to discuss our big financial problems and how we're about to lose the house because that makes them anxious and there's nothing they can do about it. They need to see the adults in their lives being trustworthy. We need to keep our word to our kids. It's better to not promise something 
if, if, if you're only halfway sure you intend to deliver on it, it's better just not to say it. And if you do have to make a, make a course change, you, you truly intended to do something, talk to them about it. You know, the kid, don't keep them in the dark. Let them know, you know what, we really wanted to do this, but something happened and we're not able to do this right now. Just be, be communicative with your kids, but not excessively. Kids need to see the adults in their lives leading with confidence, but not with arrogance. We need to be confident as parents. A lot, of, a lot of parents do not correct and discipline their children because they themselves are insecure. They don't have a, a, a concept of themselves as a capable person that is worthy of respect. If you don't feel that you're worthy of respect, your kids will not learn to respect you. So some of us need, need to ask the Lord to help us and open our eyes to our own worth, to our own value that we, every human being deserves respect, particularly as God has placed you as a parent in a position of authority. You can't lead if, you, if you're constantly doubting yourself, if you're constantly feeling that you are inferior and inadequate. Ask the Lord to help you with that. We should lead with confidence and not because we know it all. We don't know it all. Nobody does. And we all make mistakes. So there it comes that we should not lead with arrogance. If you made a mistake, admit it to your child. And say, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. Forgive me. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. And they know you were wrong anyway. You're not telling them anything they don't know. Am I right? Come on, we can all think of times, right? And we say, you know, hmm, I knew that wasn't right. And when we talk about discipline, discipline, again, is, is active, involved training. It's not just catching them when they're doing something wrong and beating them down. It's instruction, it's guidance. Think of it more as someone training for a race. Amen? They're going to they're gonna feed their body. They're going to rest. And then they're going to go out there and train. Amen? And they're going to each time push themselves a little farther. Right? Because we don't need to stay in first grade our whole lives. We need to progress through the grades. And the challenges do need to get harder so that we can grow, so that we can stretch those muscles. Amen? My mom's in PT now, and, and, and they, put hard, they put heavier weights on her the last time than they did the first time, and she complained about it a little bit. I said, Ma, they want you to get stronger. So that's what we do. We, put those, we graduate the weights, amen? And we correct. Sometimes there are consequences. We have to give consequences when, when, when the behavior demands a consequence. But we also have to give affirmation when the behavior demands it. We can't neglect that part. We can't only fly off the handle when they do something wrong and ignore when they do something right. Amen? 
We need to praise our children appropriately. Amen? Not overdoing it in either way. Because we, we need to eventually not be slaves to being praised by other people. Nor do we need to be hardened. Amen? We need to raise our kids to have a balance. Our children need to know that they are created in God's image and that they are loved by him. Amen? Now, some of us need a little training in that area ourselves. We need to be built up. Amen? Even as adults, because we've gone through stuff in our lives. Amen? And there were gaps in our own training. But God is such a perfect parent that he is able to make up those gaps whether you're nine months old, nine years old, nor 99 years old, amen? He is able to fill in those places, those broken places, amen? Those scarred places. And he is able to rebuild and restore, amen? Receive the restoration of the Lord. Wherever you are, are hurting, wherever you are finding that there's a lack, amen? Because God creates us our physical bodies but he also builds our spiritual bodies amen which consists of our mind consists of of our 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 intellect amen our, but also our emotions some of us are emotionally broken and because of that we we just lack the confidence to move forward because people told us all our lives that we couldn't do it people compared us to our siblings or compared us to somebody else. If you are living under that comparison, shake it off. Shake it off right now. God created you with a purpose. Amen. He created you and he loves you and he has so much more than we could ever imagine for each of us. Amen. We need to teach our children that God has created them. They are not an accident. Amen? They, they are not some other form of primate, as some people like to say. They say, oh, we're, we're just, you know, kind of a, a little bit up, up the evolutionary chain from the apes. No, we're not. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Nowhere in the Word of God does it say that an ape was created in the image and likeness of God? But it does say that we were and are. Amen? We got to know who we are. Our children need to know who they are. The psalmist said, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139 verse 14 I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, say, I praise thee because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody said, God don't make no junk. Have you ever heard that? God doesn't make junk. He doesn't make inferior creations. And it doesn't matter if you have a limitation, a physical limitation, even an intellectual limitation, you are still created in the image of God. 
There are people that abort children because they have an intellectual disability that they can discover before birth. But that child is still a creation of God. That child is still created in the image of God. They are not less because they can't do the things that other people can do. It is often said of a society that, that you can measure a society by how it treats its children and how it treats its elders. Amen. Look at how our society treats children. We want to throw them away if they're not genetically perfect. Matter of fact, we want to take DNA from three people and make children. Did you hear about that on the news? It was just in the news not too long ago that they took DNA from three people. Think about that. Do we know better than God? Do we? Seem like we think we do. And that is nothing but the spirit of pride. Amen? God gives us the weaker among us to teach us to be compassionate. To teach us that everyone has value. And to teach us that we don't have a right to take advantage of people because they're not as sophisticated as we are. God help us. Young people, you are created in the image of God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Any age, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we don't join ourselves with just anybody. God has created the marriage covenant. He's created the marriage covenant. And that is his pattern for families. Amen? Yes, we all have different experiences. And God brings us through them all. And he loves us no matter what. Amen? We are not less than if, if we did not have a picture-perfect life. But it's our lives. And it's where God has chosen to bring us to this moment. Amen? Children need to be appreciated, even when they get on your nerves. Are you thankful for your children? Are you grateful that God has placed them in your life? Even though there might be days when you're pulling your hair out, are you grateful? Amen. If you're not, ask the Lord to help you with that, because again, that attitude shift will cause things to shift. Children need to be accepted and valued at every stage in their lives. Sometimes we just can't wait for them to grow up. When they can't talk, we want them to learn to talk. When they can't walk, we want them to learn to walk. And then sometimes when they do learn, we wish they'd stop talking. But we need to value our kids at every stage. Amen. We need to protect our kids from the dangers seen and unseen. 
to the best of our ability. We need to supervise our kids. A lot of protection comes down simply to supervision. Kids have way too much unsupervised time on their hands, time on social media. They're getting bullied on social media. They're getting bullied in other situations. And, 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 and they're being exposed to things that are harmful because they are not supervised. We need to keep an eye on the kids, on what they're reading, on what they're seeing on social media, and being involved in their friends, the relatives, everybody, everybody that's a part of their life. Amen? Family, community. We need to watch that, that they are not being abused. We need to watch that they are not being taken advantage of. And may the Lord give us eyes to see. And may he speak to us as parents if something's not right that we don't know about. We ask for that, that divine word of knowledge that he would just say, you know what, check this out. I've had parents tell me about stuff like that, you know, that they were just led to check into certain things. That's the spirit of God leading you. Amen. And he is able to do that. We know that as we raise our kids, eventually we all have to put them in that little boat in the Nile River. Amen. And place them into, hand, into the hands of God. And we pray that when we do that, they will find Christ for themselves. Some do at a young age, some do at an older age. But it is our prayer today that our children would be taught of the Lord and that great would be the peace of our children. Amen? Not the peace that the world gives, not freedom from all problems, but the peace that comes from knowing Christ, from having that assurance that come what may, God is with me, and if God be for me, who can be against me? Amen? Is that our cry today for our children? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing today. Thank you, God, that you see each of us right where we are today. You have taken each of us and we are engraved on the palm of your hands. That even if our mother had forgotten us, you would never forget us, O oh Lord. And we thank you that you have called us by name. You have chosen us. Some you have chosen to be mothers and parents. We thank you all for our own mothers, God, that you use them to bring us to life, oh God. And even at this moment, we place our children in your hands, our grandchildren, our spiritual children, our nieces, nephews, all that we love, all the children that we are involved in and we are mentoring by your grace, oh God. And we ask you to cover them under the blood of Jesus. Help them to make that decision for Christ and walk in your ways, oh God. And we ask that even today you would bless our grandmothers, our elders, Father, and keep them strong, keep them healthy, oh God, and continue to bless them throughout their days, oh God. And Father, that we would all rise up and not only call our mothers blessed, but we would call you blessed, our heavenly Father. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We commit every mother, every child into your hands in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. 
Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that you've been encouraged by the word of the Lord. To learn more, please visit our website, highlandny.org, or our Facebook page, Highland Church, New York. Until next time, may God richly bless you.